Welcome to another episode of the Ticklish. Hey, don't don't do that. The Ticklish Travel. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of <laughs> the Ticklish Traveler and his travel tales. Don't do that. Yeah, Phil, I was eating corn with my dad all day, and I asked him, I says, hey, dad, how do they say I'm busy in Montenegro? That was the best answer he ever gave me, Phil. <laughs> Here come the boss. Well, the Berdan again, everybody. Hello. Hot air balloons. Now, that sounds like a fun day. Especially if you're flying over a naked woman's Swedish resort. <laughs> hey, Judo, go back. Okay, so I'm going to share a fun memory I had on a cold Montenegro night. I remembered it because this Yankee boy was driving around in this video somewhere in Serbia. And he's bragging about how cheap the car was like they always do and then he's showing you a bag full of goodies he just bought and again you guessed that they were cheap he had cheesy and cracker and juice drinky and at work and everything so he's driving and he saw these four grown serbian men sitting on the side of the road and they all had different instruments and they were playing so instead of talking to him he parked across the way at 50 feet or so and he's filming them He's smiling. Hey, look at these guys. Yeah. And I'm screaming at the screen. Hey, get over there. Talk to him. You boodala, you idiot. Oh, no. Sure didn't. He just drove away. Didn't talk to him. Didn't share nothing. Typical. American. It's, oh, that was sad. So anyway, it did remind me of a very fond memory I had on a dark, lonely Montenegro night. I was in bar. That's right, Czar was in bar, and I was stranded. I had to go over a couple mountains to get back home. And my friend Susanna was with me a couple times over there, and she was not with me this time, and there was no bus, there were no taxis, nothing. Nobody was out. So this little lady came up to me, and all this, they helped me, and I'm scared, and it's dangerous, and all, okay. I did, let's go. So we put our thumbs out, and just a few minutes went by, and a car drove up. I couldn't believe it. We were, because we were standing, it was dark. One of the lights tried to come on. No, it went out. So anyway, this couple, they saw us, and they pulled over, and they were in a brand new Mercedes. Hey, doji, doji, and all this stuff. So me and this lady I never met before. We, we got into these people's brand new Mercedes, and they took off, and right away they were singing. And I joined in. Hey, Milovich, it's And all this. Hey, okay, one more. 
swerving the car back and forth up that lonely, dark Montenegro mountain, and we were all singing, and we were having a good old time. I had some Camel non-filter cigarettes. My dad suggested I take over there with me, and I did, and I was handing them cigarettes out to them guys, and that was a hit with them. This time I didn't have candy but them cigarettes, and they were puffing away and singing, and those guys dropped me off where I had to go, and I walked through the little village, and I remember I found a couple of chunks of wood for a friend of mine, and she could burn a fire the next day in her stove, and I was telling her this story. Hey, and all this stuff. Dobra, dobra, good for you. <laughs> and I started singing again. Oh, that was fun. It was a very, very fond memory in Montenegro many, many years ago. And I hope everybody enjoyed this. Okay. Follow. What you doing, Granny? Making myself a new pipe. Oh, I got something here you're going to cotton to. That banker fella gave them to me. What's that? Winston cigarettes. Try one, Granny. They is first rate. Well, if you say they're really good. Best smoking you ever had. Thunder, Jed. That is good smoking. Now try it this way, Granny. Tastes even better. They tell me these Winstons is the best tasting cigarette you can get. Well, I may put away my corn cob. That's saying a heap for them. You know, Granny, there just ain't no way of saying how good a Winston is. You gotta smoke one to find out. Well, I can say this. Winston tastes mighty good. Like a cigarette should. Well, Dobro Vecha again, everybody. Good evening. Dobro, good Vecha evening. I'm going to give you a couple of names that I've already given you before, and I don't give a crud. It's time to reboot your memories. The first name, Terry, T-E-R-I, Fox. Now, there's a brave Canadian you should learn about. And the second name, Peter Bergsland, B-E-R-S-L-A-N-D. You're going to learn... A lot if you read up on these two human beings. Well, speaking of learning, I'm going to take you back to Fig Garden Village, a little bakery where people sat outside and have their pastries many years ago. I pulled up on my Oshwin bike, and I was barefooted, and there was a couple of youngsters sitting there, all of 19, I guess. Anyway, their two friends were just leaving, and I was waiting for my friends to show up over there. I said, hey, I heard you guys talking about Europe. And I said, oh, sit down, sit down. The two youngsters said, okay, great. So they were telling me all about Spain. I go, yeah, that sounds like fun. Oh, yeah, we were there three months. And our friends, they were only there two weeks. And we were there three months. The girl said, yeah, she's nodding her head. And they had all this enthusiasm about them. Their faces were smiling and glowing with happiness. Well, there was an old fella sitting next to him. He had the long hair. It was just starting to turn gray and the goatee sandals. And the homemade jewelry, the works. So this guy, he speaks up after hearing these kids talking about Spain. He says, yeah, I lived in Spain for 18 years. Oh, <laughs> these two kids, their faces, they just all the enthusiasm went out of it. I, I slid my chair in front of this older fella. And I says to him, did you have fun over there? Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, what, what fun? Let's hear about it. Oh, yeah, it was great. 
How was it great? Oh, the people were friendly. Oh, how were they friendly? And every question I asked the guy, he couldn't answer. I says, man, that sounds real boring to me. All you're doing is bragging about how long you're over there. He says, well, it was great, man. I said, well, let's hear about his story. You haven't told us anything. 18 years, you got to have something to share with us. This guy just got pissed off. He took off. <laughs> I felt like Marshall Dillon chasing a gunslinger out of town. Okay, so I slid my chair back in front of these two youngsters, and there was a whole bunch of people out there, and they were kind of giggling and laughing when this guy left, this kind of wannabe hippie guy. So I says, okay, let's hear about Spain. Did you stay in the hostels, and were you up in the countryside? Did you see any of the olive groves over there? And, oh, yeah, we were in France, too. So now there's a lady, and she's got real fancy, expensive, shiny jewelry on, and she's sitting to the other side of these two youngsters. Dear, weren't we in France 26 straight years? 27, dear, don't forget. Oh, that's right. So, okay, here I go again. Oh, you two must have had fun. Did you go to the vineyards over there? You have a lot of friends. Let's hear your stories. And I was hammering these two, and they got up and left. <laughs> I says, listen, I was talking to these two kids. I says, look, let me explain something. Don't brag about how many years you've been there and how many times you've gone. These two, they're just like old dead limbs. And you two are the blossoms of this world. Make sure you grow up to be plump and sweet. And maybe someday you'll have an orchard full of stories as I do. And main thing is keep the gate open. Share with everybody. Yeah? I says, okay now, it's time for me to tell one of my stories. It was many years ago, and I was in Macedonia, and it was a dark night, and me and my friend were heading home, and the streets were half empty, and there was a group of kids playing, and they were kicking a can back and forth. <laughs> me and my friend, we stopped, and zoop, boom, I kicked the can, I hit the kid right in the face. Whoop, he fell down, and the whole street became silent as we all closed in on this little fat-faced kid I just nailed with a big heavy can. And we looked over him. He got up and he ran around with all his friends. He was just joshing. <laughs> they were like a bunch of attacking Indians. They were going in circles. And the old ladies were sitting there and they were laughing. The old ladies that lived in the neighborhood, they were laughing. We were laughing. <laughs> These little kids are running around in circles, having a good old time, real late at night. Me and my friend were heading up that road. And I remember hearing the echoes of that youthful laughter just following us up the street. As me and my friend, we were laughing, and he got home, and he told his mom, Yeah, 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 what happened? You know, Zara uh, kicked a can, hit the guy in the face. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, my friend lifted up a big, heavy card and put it in front of me like one of those football referees. I got yellow carded. <laughs> so I was telling this story. And these two kids at this bakery outside under a sunny Fresno, California day, these two kids I just told this story to, and I told them a few more, they were just eyeballing me. They were all attention right on me. And I says to them, hey, there's my friends. So they got up and shook my hand, and they said, 
you know, we appreciate hearing that story. I said, remember, you're the blossoms of this world, and you're just starting to grow out. Don't end up like these two, these two dead limbs. They ain't got no juice in their fruit. Just have a groovy old time, and be sure to share. That's the main thing. Don't emphasize how many stories you got or how sweet they are. The main thing is to share your stories with people because everybody's got different tastes. Just give it your best effort and have a good time. I sure the hell did. <laughs> they waved, and I hope you all enjoyed this story. And go out and have a good time, as I sure the hell have. Okay, everybody. A follow. That means thank you. The ready for Kellogg's? You know, I've been looking for the perfect word to describe the world's favorite cereal. Kellogg's cornflakes. I looked in Webster's Dictionary. I looked in Oxford Intercollegiate. Nah. So I dipped into the real thing. And the word came to me in a flash. Ultra tasty flavoring that pour a bowl of Kellogg's. Unga panga faded in the morn. Hyphen. Extra crispy activated. Crunch a bunch of flakerade. Appetizer lisherated corn. What a perfect way to describe those golden originals from Kellogg's. I wish I had a time to give you more than just the abbreviation. Extra crispy activated. Crunch a bunch of flakerated. Appetizer lisherated corn. I hope it fits on the package. Well, it's over dawn again, everybody. Hello. Well, I was in between bicycles here in Bike, Nebraska. So I walked down to the Salvation Army down the road, and there's this older Mexican guy who works in the back there, and I help him out. He's handicapped. I dump garbage for him and bring in all the big heavy bags. So anyway, there's a bike in the back of the thrift store there, and I was talking to him about it. He goes, go talk to the preacher. It's the building across the street. Okay. So I walk in to the church, and he's giving the services, and I was one hour late, and he let me know about it. He goes, you're over one hour late. And the tattoos on his neck started to change colors, and he disgustingly turned his head. He goes, sit down, sit down. So I sat down, and he was a little bit sore. So anyway, the next, next week I showed up. I was not late to the church services, but I was what you call early. And there's three very big fat women, and they're all on breathing machines, and they're sitting around the table. This is a woman's Bible study, and you're not supposed to be here. And I got reprimanded again, this time for being early. I know, good grief. So the third week at the same church, I showed up right on time. I did get that bicycle, and it ran good, and I could hear the church down yonder, doom, doom. It was chiming. So I saw these same three very big fat women and this old cranky Dotson. And incidentally, that's half our congregation, these three women. So I walked up to this old beat up Dotson. And the lady, she rolled down the window by hand and only went halfway. And she put her big face out the window. She says, you're late again. I go, no, I'm not. I'm right on time. And you hear the church chiming down there? She says, that's a Presbyterian church. You forgot to move your clock ahead, didn't you, you nincompop? I go, oh, no, oh, no, I was kicking my feet down, laying in the soft yeah. <laughs> 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 
these three fat women are laughing at me. And the one in the back, she's always frowning. She never smiles. She's got the very long gray hair, big glasses. And I've seen her in there. And she used to come into the pantry. And this old frowny lady, as they drove away, she gave me a great, big, beautiful, cheerful smile and threw her big hand at the window and waved. And they were, they were honking the horn and laughing as they drove away. <laughs> and I said to myself, I got up and threw my hand up in the air. I said, the lady smiled at me. She smiled. Oh, boy, that felt like a million pops. So I was dancing in that soft dirt. And right then, the preacher drove around the corner, and he saw me. He rolled his window down, electric. And he says, you're late again. I said, I know. I just got an income popped. That hasn't happened to me in years since I was at my dad's. Hey, Dad, I just got an income popped. Will you stay away from those cuckoos, son? <laughs> anyway, the preacher, he says, man, I got to get you an alarm clock from next door. I said, all right. He drove away. Well, that lady... That frowny lady who gave me that great big smile and that big hand, it reminded me of a days of your story from long ago on a very fancy German train. I had that three-day pass, and the frowny German conductor, he walked up to me, and he said, tickets, and he, he was frowning and mean-looking, and I pulled out of my pocket this three-day pass ticket, and it, I had been swimming with this thing and pissed and everything else on it. And, oh, boy, it was just chewed up. It was just in horrible shape. It was unrecognizable. So this German conductor, he holds this ticket up in the air, and he's waving it back and forth. And it's just falling to pieces right in front of my eyes. And all these rich, fancy-dressed Germans on the car, they're all laughing. <laughs> I felt like Charlie Keaton in them old black-and-white silence from days gone. Oh, boy, this guy was just laughing, this old German conductor. <laughs> he went like that, jabbed me on the shoulder. He let me remain on the train. He just threw his big hand up in the air. And he was smiling from ear to ear as he walked by. And those old Germans, they just, you know, sit down. And they were sharing their drinks with me and their fancy cheese. And I had a good time on that train. I guess this smiling Serbian hasn't lost his touch after all these years. I'm still having a good time. <laughs> that felt great to see that old lady smile. I hope everybody enjoyed this. Okay. Follow.
sighing You bring on the rain So stop your crying Be happy again Oh, when you're smiling When you're smiling The whole 